like a design joy system and you're like posters posters start at or posters in general like you want a poster by me it's eight hundred dollars whether it's an <laughs> image like it's an image with a little bit right. of text or it's like a heavy draplin full of text grid system yeah well that's where like i'd probably charge see again that's another thing right would you charge it depending on the poster or do you have like a flat rate for the poster because the end of the day you're paying for me to do it not necessarily the poster because again as we know sometimes the simple ones take the longest and are more of a pain you know so someone might be like oh i just want this you know something really simple and you're like oh okay yeah that's less money because it's easier but no it's actually might be longer yeah you know it might be more difficult so that's probably where yeah you'd have to be like you know posters yeah yeah i feel like it was a design choice so i have an idea i guess on of a rough general number that even a client asked i'd be like, okay well posters are usually around this much or or this much is what it's gonna take kind of thing mm-hmm. um yeah it, it's fucking weird it's so weird because even even just hypothetically talking about it makes me feel a little, a little uneasy because i'm like eight hundred dollars i'm like fuck like i'm not that good like why would someone pay me eight hundred dollars to a poster but then when you think about it like you know eight hundred dollars say you know we're in second year and someone pay me eight hundred dollars to do a poster that seems like holy shit that's fucking sick mind-blowing it's almost a year of adobe (laughs) but then like you put it into that context yeah but then like now i'm like well when you think of like more like actual life expenses, it's not that much. No, it's not. Um, at all. Yeah. Like it's, and again, it goes back to saying like, well, that would be like a secondary job. You're doing that on say the nights after your, your, um, full-time job. Well then, personally it would feel like you'd want to ask for more because at the end of the day you're like well you're paying for me to come home after work and then work my fucking evenings away mm-hmm. you and know that's a sacrifice and yeah i like, say i signed up for it and that's what i'm doing that's a sacrifice but like at the same time that's where you're gonna fucking pay mm-hmm. um if you want it tomorrow okay fine you can have you it want tomorrow. tomorrow double but it's double the cost and like if they need it and they don't have a choice. Some people have no option but to pay that. Yeah. In that case. Um, but the whole yeah. like complexity yeah. of things, like it's a simple poster versus a complex one. Or it's a simple sketch versus like it's it's sketching and illustrating one thing versus sketching and illustrating 10 different variations of five different products. Yeah. Right? And that's where... I think the I think day day based like having a day rate is like a subset of of project based pricing um, that maybe takes into less consideration 
there's less of the value-based pricing in there from the client's perspective and more about the value-based pricing for the actual designer where, like you said, okay, well, this is going to be my evening for like the next five days. It's going to say it's uh, say it's two and a half days of work. That's four hours of my evening gone for the next week. This is, it is what it is. It's going to cost what this is going to cost. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I started working with this client, the, um, the main contact that I had asked me what my hourly rate was. And I said, it's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He was like, okay, cool. Like we can totally work with that. Um, but obviously 2023 being what it is and 2022 being what it was, um, and anyone's entitled to raise their prices. Yeah. Like, I mean, you've, you've, you've grown, you've learned, you're yeah. a better designer. You're a different designer. It's like, that's where you'd have to say to the client, like, well, you know, I have grown, I've learned, I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. As time goes on, your price goes up. Like that's just, exactly. that's, that's fair. I mean, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Right. That's. And I knew that that was going to be happening anyways. Like, from at the end of when 2022 ended, I have like an Excel spreadsheet that has all the freelance jobs that I've done, um, like for tax purposes, basically, yeah. like what I made, what I have put away for income tax and everything, and then the date that I was paid. Um, because most of the time it's through like, like an electronic money transfer or something like that, like yeah. e-transfer yeah. or or like a direct um, bank transfer, something like that. Because um, very rarely is it a paycheck from a company. Yeah, no. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no. Um, and so you need a way, and it's not like I'm making pay stubs for myself, right? Yeah. So I have this thing and I keep track of it. And I have a little column that says like the rate that was charged to produce that final outcome. Mm. Um, and I was looking at it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But like, if I did the same amount this year, that the value of what I made in 2022 from a freelance perspective would be like 0.8 in relation to this year. If I made the same right. amount, because everything is that much more expensive. Right. Um, and life in general is just that much more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something that I'd been toying with for quite a while and kind of solidified about two weeks before I ended up getting um, this freelance thing. Um, but any freelance that I've done in 2023 has been at that higher rate and decided to just make the, like not kill hourly entirely because it's still kind of what the whole system is based off of, but it's using the more project style approach to say, okay, I'm going to let me like you give me all the material that I'm going to need. I'm going to review it. I'm going to spend like 15, 20 minutes reviewing it in depth. And I'm going to let you know, I'm going to be able to do everything that you ask for in one day or two days or five days. Mm -hmm. And if, and that's one thing that this client has gotten really good about is they'll ask me, they ask me what my budget is. You guys are the ones with the budget. You're paying me, but okay. I understand what you're asking. They're basic. They they are then asking, "What is it going to cost for you to do this?" Yeah. Um. 
And as soon as like the first person that says a number loses, right? Right. Typically when it comes to negotiations. Um, so I just don't say a number. I say this is going to be, they now know what the day rate is and what the half day rate is. So I can say this is going to be, this will be like one day rate. You don't, you don't get a discount if it takes 0.75 of a day yeah, or no. 0.85 yeah. of a day. It is the day rate. You pay that, and that's what it is. Um, if you have an issue with that, I will listen. I will hear that. But this is how I'm doing my thing, and I'm, I can happily refer you to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and so, so far, there's been no issues. Um, but it's then estimating and going through, okay, so... If I do, if I need to do these many sketches and or do this much work or blah 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 blah, how many hours could that take me if I'm working like focused and efficient? Okay, it's going to take, uh, let's say it's going to take fifteen hours. I'm going to say it's it's going to be two days, and that gives me some some buffer room. Or I might say two and a half days, and then it's going to be it is what it is, and then. I might be able to relax a little bit, or I might be able to do a little bit more for them. But if there's the worry that, oh, two days is like, we can't, we can only afford one day. It's like, okay, we can, we can still do one day, but we're going to have to pick and choose about what we're pursuing mm -hmm. in that one day. Otherwise, again, you're shooting yourself in the foot and you're not being, you're not treating yourself as well as you probably should. Um, but it is a very tricky thing. Um, I always get a lot of anxiety at the end of the month when I send in the invoice to this place. And I say, here is the, like, this is the invoice. You have 30 days. And they always pay it in like two mm -hmm. because they're good people. Um, but for some reason, there's always anxiety around putting the invoice together and sending the invoice off for some reason it always feels as if and it's not just with this one client but in general it's there's the sense of what if they change their mind and they don't like it and they're not going to pay which i guess is is a practical worry that yeah. does happen like people shortchange people all the time especially where creative work is probably the least valued of any service-based yeah. business i would say like you wouldn't negotiate a rate with a plumber. You wouldn't <laughs> negotiate a rate with yeah. your contractor that's building your house. If it's going to cost this much, then that's what it's going to cost, and you pay that because you don't want them taking shortcuts. But for whatever reason, design is one of those things where it feels like that can happen. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason that is. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I feel the most in control of it now than I ever yeah. have, um, which feels gratifying. But I think if you were to start, like if if and or when you start um, pursuing the freelance thing or ending up with with gigs to do, is I would implore you to like think about the hourly thing, but work that into a day based mm. system for yourself and. You know, again, a day could be three hundred dollars, and you are marketing that yeah. based off of thirty dollars an hour for ten hours, mm -hmm. 
But if you break it into eight, it's more like $38 an hour, mm -hmm. which is a way for you to A, build a time buffer in, but also a financial buffer. And you've given yourself some, some wiggle room. And then a half day is half that. Yeah. Because that just make it easy as well. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to... I just want to have that as an idea ready just in case because that does seem like a better way to do it because mm -hmm. like hourly always just feels a little like like it makes sense as a place to start you know when you're starting out because it's like the easiest most go-to recognizable like default way to price things mm -hmm. but yeah there's always a part like being a creative like doing creative work where you feel like you should charge more or, or, or that the client is like getting a bit more out of you than you're getting paid for when you're doing hourly. Like there's something about it where I don't know if it's just like inherently like creative work seems like it doesn't seem fair to the creative person to price it hourly. Mm -hmm. It seems more like a, like a project based or value based. I mean, I guess that's why it makes sense for design. And ultimately that's like the end goal because I think that fits the best for just creative, you know, things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'll have to think about that and come up with a number. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. It just, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't know if things change and, and things are flexible. It's kind of where you have to be flexible anyways. Like if someone I knew asked me for a poster, I'd either be like, you know, fucking buy me lunch or just, you know, some yeah. really low price or I'll do it for free and just like repost it or, you know, tell let people, tell, know, let people know about me. Yeah. That, you know, especially starting out, like that's, that's worth it. Right. Especially if you're doing something like a friend or someone, you know, like who's you're close with like that. Ultimately you're just building a relationship anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. but like for a complete stranger, it's like, you know, if I was to spend two days, like essentially like two evenings after work to do a poster, you know, maybe that would equal to like one full day of work, you know, for me, you know, minimum wage, I mean, what's minimum wage right now? Is it 1495 or 15 something? Uh, it's like that 15 or 1550 or something like that. Um, I think fifteen fifty. I'm out of touch on fifteen fifty. What times eight? Eight hour day. It's one hundred twenty four dollars. Wow, for an eight hour day, right? So it's like, well, if it was a two evening thing or a full day, and I charged like a hundred bucks, then it's less than minimum wage. And there's just a part of me that thinks, well, would you pay someone like? a minimum wage worker to do design work for you. It's like, it just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel fair. It doesn't feel like, and I think that's a fantastic analogy to bring up, you know, say, say a prospect of clients, like, can you chat for 20 minutes on zoom? Yeah. Like I'd, or like 30 minutes on zoom and we can talk through this thing and figure out our next steps. You say, sure. You have that exact argument, not argument. It's a point. Yeah, it's, it's a, a well-proven point. point Yeah, in your back pocket. And they're like, yeah, I'll, uh, uh, we only have a budget of like $75. Yeah. Um, and you say, okay, well, you realize that if I spend a day on this, I charge you $75, but there's a good portion of, of children and people who work 
in third world countries that are making more than me. <laughs> right yeah. Maybe you put it in more of a PC way. Yeah. Well, you know, if you, you use the if, you use the Ontario minimum wage analogy. Yeah, you know, if a client was like, "Oh, you know, you don't want to rush in one day," so or you know, because then they might think like, "Oh, you're spending no time on it." It's like, okay, let's say two days. Well, right there, it's two hundred forty-eight dollars if it was minimum wage. At least. Well, it's exactly, like, well, yeah. to me, like what feels like makes more sense would be double that. Yep. For sure. Right. So it's like already, like if you said that number, I mean, what's the fucking math on that was a two forty eight times two. So four ninety six. Yeah. Five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks for two days work. I mean, it sounds great to someone for a poster. It might sound outrageous, but then again, you break it down. You're like, well, that is the price for two days of work at minimum wage. Plus, a bit more because mm-hmm. you got to make a profit. You got to, and it's more than minimum wage, you know? Yeah. I mean, like that's just, I mean, what's that? that 500 uh, divided by what? Let's say eight hours. See that that's expensive in one day. Okay. 500 divided by what? 16 for two hour, two work days, $31. There you go. So it's like, that feels a bit more comfy, you know? But you you personally feel more appropriate with that. Yeah. Like you feel okay charging that. But what if the client is expecting to spend $3,000 because they're used to working with, say, other agencies. Right. Um, and they're expecting $3,000. But you shoot first and say, "Yeah, that'll be <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. that'll be th- my day rate is three hundred dollars, and that that it'll take me a day to do it." And they're like, "Oh, we just saved twenty seven hundred bucks." Yeah, I mean, then yeah, you, you just fucking shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> Big time. But again, like, how do you how do you deal with that? Like, you want them to say a number first, mm-hmm. but how do you how do you get them to do that? Do you ask for a budget? Do you ask for, um. Yeah, do you, would you ask them for a budget in that situation before you say I would a number? Say, I would say in that context, yes. I would say, do you have a budget for this? With the client that we've been referring to for most of the episode, right? they're different in the sense that they're kind of like a middleman, but they're taking the bulk of the responsibility right? from a design and creative point of view. Um, so they're also getting paid, and I'm effectively like a contractor for them. Like they're right. outsourcing some design stuff to me. So they're not necessarily reaping the rewards and benefits of like all of what is being created when we work together. Um, so it's not like say they're not getting royalties, say like mm-hmm. in a spin master thing or Umbra is a great example where we did the project with Umbra and then now Evan gets royalties because they bought his design. Right. It's not like that, I don't think. Um, so they're still kind of working on, like their budget is to obviously not blow the roof off of their internal like overhead costs. Yeah, I factor into their, I don't even know what the category would be, but they outsource work to me, long story short. Um, and we've had a few incidents in the past where it's been like the invoice has been more than they thought it was going to be. And I said, well, 
that's why I keep notes on everything, how long it took. I can say, okay, well, we go back through all this stuff. These revisions, these decks that were sent, all these sketches, that's what's included in that. And that was all stuff that was asked for. Right. Um, now, going forward, we, we had a bit of a misunderstanding. Not even, it was a lapse in communication. And now, basically before we start on something, I'm quoting or they're saying we have X amount of dollars to work with. With the, the day-based pricing thing now, I'll say it's going to be one day, it's going to be two days, it'll be a half day if it's something quick and easy. And then I say, like, is this acceptable to you? And I said, right. but some of the stuff is in phases, right? So it's also a very organic relationship where there's no like contracts and stuff where I'm not sending them a new contract every single time we work on something because mm -hmm. it's too bureaucratic feeling, but it's verbal confirmation in the email that says, okay, like I understand you understand that I'm telling you it's going to cost X amount. It's going to cost one times Dylan's day rate to do this work for this phase. The additional work, revisions and stuff we'll quote after once we realize once we know what we are revising and what we're working on um and i have that in writing whether they read it or not mm. i can't control that they may think oh this is great it's going to cost this much and we're going to be able to get all this stuff done but they just need to read an email better not that that is what's happening mm -hmm. but in case that does happen with anyone that's why it's in writing and that's why it's in an email because it's a, it's a paper trail effectively. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and in, so, and th that context makes it a little tricky. If it was someone who is like just a standalone person who wants concept sketches of such and such done, let's say, um, let's say it's a video game company and they want a, concept deck of like three character designs they give you like the character description and my job is to like give them like front front like the front left right and back views mm -hmm. of the characters um as a design and in that case then i would ask okay like what is like what is your budget that you yeah. have to spend on it and if they say oh well we don't really have a budget I'm like, okay, well, shit, because that's not great. Um, then if they, don't, if they say they don't have a budget, I would say, what have you paid for work like this in the past? Um, and then if they say, we're not comfortable disclosing that information for you, um, then I'm not sure what I would do. Then I think you'd like, have to come up with a number. I'm going to push back on that because I don't think you do. No. Not over the phone anyways, or as I say over Zoom. I would say, okay, let me let me like digest this material. Mm -hmm. Use those big processy type words. I'm going to digest this material and I'm going to think about it. I'm going to follow up in like a day with a quote. And during that day, I am going to figure out like, okay, if I need to do such and such, like come up with three different designs for three different characters, what would that cost? 
me? Like what would, what, what is an amount of money that I feel I could do that in it? And what timeline could I do that in? Um, but also do research and see, has this company done other stuff before? Is there other people that have worked for them that I can find and, and contact in, in a short time frame? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're probably on an honestly beneficial to get them to say a number first, but you could also say something yeah. that's two times what they would have said and they'll still accept you. But again, there's nothing's ever a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. When they say they don't have, and it happens sometimes with their escape too, where someone's like, Oh, we don't have a budget. We're still figuring it out. Um, then, I do have an answer, um, and it's something that I learned through work. And then I would say, if if they say, okay, we don't have a budget, I'd say, okay, what have you paid for work like this in the past? And they said, oh, we haven't. This is the first time we're doing it, or mm-hmm. we're not comfortable sharing that information. Then you ask, what number, not numbers, but what number would you feel comfortable spending on this? If you could go and you could have this like by the end of the day, what would you feel comfortable spending? Um, typically, that should get an answer. Mm. And any time that we've done that with Earthscape, that's gotten us an answer. Um, right. And typically, it's on like the middle to the low end of things because no one wants to spend money, understandably, yeah. in the same way. Um, but that gives you a sense of where their thinking is at and what they actually have. Because they very well could have a budget. They just don't want to tell you. Yeah, they're not going to want to tell you because they know then you have the advantage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah. in and that's that is that can be an advantageous thing to doing the day rate based stuff where for some stuff that may cost like that may be more than one day, you know that one day is your minimum. Like even right. if nothing continues forward, you have that buffer. That is your minimum that you will charge them. And that still puts you in a good spot. You could say, right. okay, this is going to be, this is going to be 10 days. Like there's a lot of stuff here. This is going to be 10 days. This is going to be expensive. Um, 10 days. And this is my day rate. And then that, and then like, you figure out what that number is. Do the simple math. And- yeah. You figure out, um, I'll tell you right now it's, it's, Sometimes it may not be practical. Like we may have to uh, cut scope on certain things to make your vision align with what you can afford. Mm-hmm. Because that's probably the biggest thing is, and maybe where people get into trouble is, is uh, what am I trying to articulate? Where the client basically, it's like the scope creep type stuff where you quote something and then it just gets more and more and more and more. Yeah, and they more keep asking for more and more. They keep asking like, oh, for stuff. Oh, can you change this? Can we actually turn this into this? And while you're at it, do you think we can do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can, but we don't have any, like there's no hours left. There's no time left to do that. Right. We quoted, I quoted you five days. That's what, 40 hours. We're out of that time. If you would like, we can do we can add another let's say two days on to do that and in that context that's probably where 
it's beneficial to have a contract in place. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I like that though. That that makes more sense than trying to figure out mm. hourly. Cuz I feel like giving a client an hourly rate is a disadvantage to you being a creative because you're I feel like whatever number you pick, you're kind of undervaluing and you're giving mm-hmm. the client an idea like it's almost like you can get out of you yeah per hour like it becomes like it's not like a creative like you know paying for your time it's like basically how much work can you do in an hour and they think that's Mm -hmm. like the maximum of what you can do in an hour or something because if you work faster in that hour then you should be paid more or something right Mm -hmm. but yes that's not going to happen so because that's kind of like design joy in a way where that's almost like a monthly rate Mm -hmm. it's a bit different because honestly it's it's way less than a designer would charge if you were doing a monthly rate or a daily right rate times 30 or whatever they um you know the number he charges especially at the beginning definitely was a lot less than that but that's because it's more of like turnaround quick little things um but the day the day rate makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes that makes more sense because yeah, like you know, because I feel like usually with a client, you know, they'd be like, "How long do you think this would take?" And you're like, "Oh, it'll take four days." And they're like, "Okay, what's your hourly rate?" And then you give an hourly rate, and then you times that by, you know, whatever, however many hours, and then be like, "Oh, okay, that much." Mm-hmm. But again, then you just limit yourself, right? You're like, "Well, if you." spend more than those hours you're losing money and the client's getting more out of you yep um Very and then on the off chance if you take less time then if you're tracking how many hours you're working then you're getting paid less because you're doing it in less hours whereas like you said if you if you said two days and it took you a day and a half mm-hmm. you're getting paid for the two days which is how it'd be anyways you know. And at that point, like, who cares if it took you a day and a half versus two days? The work still got done, and if the client's happy, that's that's important. Yeah, if anything, that's just like quality assurance time. You know, double checking yeah. shit, and you know, a buffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's it's something that I think being being firm with and saying, like, you obviously don't want to be like a freaking Nazi about it, and like. Well, no, because you're not going to get clients that way, especially if you're like new and you're like, yeah, this is how much I charge, you know, it's some crazy number. No budge. Yeah, and I'm not budging. It's like, you know. It's like, okay, you're probably not the type of person I want to work with. Yeah. Um, But like in in the case of this client, it's been having the conversation early before any work gets started. Like if I can get a verbal approval from them that a day and a half is fine. Yeah. That's going to cost whatever it's going to cost. Go for it. Okay, fine. I'll go for it. I will start. Um, Because at least then, like, they've already agreed to it. So whatever shows up on the invoice, they they can't be surprised. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm pedantic about is tracking that so that I have a clear record of 
what I did, how long it took me, when I did it, what was done in that time, like what deliverables did I create in that time, so that if there's any stipulation whatsoever, I can say, here's the definitive proof of what was done, and I will I will still be charging the same amount. Because mm. um, I'm not going to undervalue myself like no. that. Because um, that's not fair to me or any other creative people that you work with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can just imagine as a designer, like, you know, you say to a client, okay, it's going to be this much for poster. And they're like, oh, well, I, you know, I usually got, you know, one done from this guy and it was half that. And you're like, well, all right, that guy just fucked me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, go back to that guy. Yeah. Now. Go back to that guy. Fucking, that's a great deal. I should get a poster done for him too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. And one thing that I think you'll realize as well, like once you get into the client thing is that the way the client acts in the beginning and your first interactions is how they will always be. They're right. not going to change. Even though it can feel like the first time you meet someone, they're like really cool. You know, whether it's whether it's on a date, uh, a new job, you or like a stranger that you happen to have a nice conversation with. Um First time you meet someone, they're always like really cool. And then the more you get to know them or the more you talk to them and deal with them, they seem more normal. They seem like a derivative of you. Right. And with a client, it's not really that way where they're almost exactly the same all the time. So if they're like nitpicky up front and they're slow to respond and they're uh, really pedantic about like finances and things that's not going to change yeah so and that's the type of people that i haven't turned down very many things i've only turned down a handful right. of stuff like two or three um and it just because i didn't get a nice vibe and i'm like, right and then there's some stuff that i took and i'm like i wish i didn't mm. um all, all part of the learning but curve though right it's all part of the learning curve um but the the day based pricing thing feels like a well built base mm. to work off of for the next bit um yeah no i like That's that so doesn't think and uh, try and come up with a number for myself i'll i'll tell you mine after we yeah. stop recording yeah um and how i came to figure that out like what my process was for that um and if anyone if if anyone is curious um they can send us an email to hide out the process podcast at gmail.com um and that's a conversation that we can continue Mm. Um, really outside of that uh we did an hour and 10 today that's pretty solid it's pretty solid uh wrap it up now i suppose Mm mm-hmm Alrighty. We didn't even talk about the Apple Magic glasses. No, we didn't. But wow, that looks crazy. Fucking, it looks it looks cool, but it also looks borderline creepy. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about just the look of the thing. To be honest, no. They also copied. It, I saw someone on Twitter saying, uh, like the trailer for it. They like copied like like a, a shot from Ready Player One. You know, the beginning of Ready Player One when he puts on the goggles and the camera pans oh. around him. 
and then as he puts the goggles on it you get like thrown into the world they copy that in the trailer like shot by shot and someone was like wow they really copied ready player one here go for it it's uh yeah i'm not sure about how it looks i'm uh it seems like it's gonna get so scratched up it, it just seems too like i know it probably takes a lot of power but it's wired and in the age of like everything going wireless it's weird to see something forward thinking that has a wire yeah in a weird way mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's clever that they didn't have the battery on the head though yeah it'd be that it's huge. like in a little pack like that you i think you have it in your pocket and then it's yeah it goes up yeah that's what it looks in. like imagine that was on your head you're wearing like a five pound battery on your head that's it's, the thing it's like a so weight on your head that's funny be like clonking yeah. back and forth um yeah it's something i'll put yeah. that down that we can talk about yeah week. we can talk about that i, I gotta get a closer show. look at it and and let them my was, opinion i was watching the settle. i was watching the keynote when they announced it, oh yeah so i feel like i'm i feel like i'm part of history okay um in a weird way but yeah it was it it looks cool yeah i'd like to i'd like to try editing with it right um but i think the that next step is going to be like a huge leap Mm. in terms of it being a hard leap to make okay okay that's my guess like i like prediction because it's like mobile they had like personal computing for the computer and then mobile computing on your phone and then uh physical computing or spatial 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 computing i like that as a term though it's a very cool term. I like it a lot. Spatial computing. Well, we can talk about that next week. Sounds good. Um, in the meantime, send us an email to hideoutthepersonspodcast at gmail.com or hideoutbigdesigncompany.com. We also have a website, www.bigdesigncompany.com. Um, you want to send us an email or go check some stuff out. And Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We will see you on Monday. Peace. The process.